Hey, Giovanni. Yes. Do you want to be on top? For the second time, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to You Want to Be on Top, a podcast dedicated to all things America's Next Top Model, where your hosts, Charlie Jensen and I, Giovanni and Aya, we live all our favorite and cringy moments from the iconic show spanning 24 cycles. We are going straight to the catwalk and walking like it's for sale and the rent is due tonight. Join us as we cry, smize, and close the gap to claim the title of America's Next Top Model. So we leave you with this. Do you want to be on top? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to You Want to Be on Top, an episode-by-episode episode retrospective of America's Next Top Model. I am your co-host, Charlie Jensen, and I'm joined by my favorite co-host. Thanks. Hey, you guys. It is Giovanni. We are back. We are so excited. Woo-woo. We're here. We're queer. And we're ready to be on top. <laughs> <laughs> Or on the bottom, whatever. <laughs> Sometimes. All right, well, let's get right down to business. It's just Giovanni and me today, family only, for the kickoff to cycle two. We're going to talk about the uh, very first episode of that cycle, which is, of course, where we meet the girls. It's an iconic. It's it, This is a, insert Gia gun. this is a place for legends. Legends only. Legends only. <laughs> All right, uh, Charlie, start us off. So Tyra welcomes us to a new cycle with 12 fresh faces. She says that, but some of them aren't fresh. <laughs> <laughs> some of them been left out in the rain. Yeah. Um, they have been handpicked from her national search. We are blessed. We do not see any casting. We just see ladies arriving in the Big Apple. I want casting, though. It's the best part of the show. No. <laughs> okay, well, a p- choices were made, but I like casting. Anyway, back to what I was saying. We just see girls connecting on the street, making friends before they become enemies. Uh, and then uh, a bus is coming to pick them up. So who are the girls this cycle? Well, first we have Katie, who's 18 from Wilmer, Minnesota. She graduated early from high school to pursue her dream of modeling in Los Angeles. Interesting. You know, everyone wants to come to LA for some odd reason. Mm-hmm. Don't get it. We're full. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on the, the city limit sign. Yeah. Welcome to LA, we're full. Second, we have... Siomara, she is 25. She is from Morganville, New Jersey. And she's on top model because she wants to be a different kind of model, whatever that means. Yeah, she needs to be more specific. Then we meet Anna, 24, from LaGrange, Georgia. She is uh, definitely a Georgia peach. She's She's married with a kid. And she is this season's plus size model. And I don't really see plus size either. I see just a woman with an amazing body. She's normal. obviously (laughs) Obviously, this is modeling and she's considered full figured. Yeah. Next, we have April 23 from Miami Beach, Florida. April came from the world of corporate. She worked at a Fortune 500 company, but modeling is her what? Passion. She ordered the businesswoman special. She did. She was rocking that pencil skirt and blazer and crisp Jones, New York shirt. We love the look. Then we meet Bethany, 22, from Houston, Texas. She says she is more than just her boobs, although those boobs do make some points. They made multiple points in her casting video. It is literally a minute and a half of her just sticking her chest out and them bouncing. And we saw them go up and down and around. (laughs) (laughs) As boobs are are wont to do. Yeah. (laughs) We have Sarah. She's 22. She is from Seattle. She is half Persian. Half American, (laughs) I I guess we'll say half Caucasian. She obviously famously states that her father disapproves of her and thinks that modeling is 
This approves of her being in the competition and that modeling is a form of prostitution. Then we meet Shandy, 21, from Kansas City, Missouri, a Walgreens clerk, and she's serving major before picture energy and potential swan in the making. Yeah, she is the first ever, like, she needs a makeover bad. The diamond is in the rough, but the, it is yes, in yes. It is still cold. It is still buried somewhere in the, <laughs> the tundra. She's somewhere in the tundra of Russia still being defrosted. The diamond is still cold. <laughs> so we're getting there. We have Camille, the iconic, iconic Camille. I'll say, can I, want, can I talk about why she's iconic? Sure. Okay. Obviously, if you have watched the cycle and if you haven't, shame on you. You need to. You know, we go to Milan and she states that this is her signature walk and this is what's going to make her famous. And in my case, this is my signature podcast and this is what's going to make me famous. She is from, I can't pronounce this for the life of me. So someone who is good with geography, please correct me if I'm wrong. Mamarnek. You know what? I'm going to guess that it's Mamarnek. Yes, that sounds right. Okay, Mamarnek, New York. She is also a pageant girl. Top model just loves pageants. I don't know why Tyra picks them. She says she hates them, but then Mm -hmm. she is just casting all these damn pageant girls. She was Miss Jamaica USA first runner-up. They're always come in second place and never win, which is, I guess, why they come to top model so they can... She's just ready for some vengeance and she and vengeance yeah (laughs) (laughs) she's ready for something she's ready for she's ready for that for that contract uh then then we meet heather 18 from moreno valley california who is young and ambitious and she's giving big pre-breakdown amanda Bynes vibes with 2003 kelly clarkson choppy highlights with that being said, we love Kelly Clarkson. This is a Kelly Clarkson Stan podcast as well. Um, we love Amanda Bynes too. Um, we love, we, we love, okay. Amanda, we, we love Amanda Bynes we as love. well. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Pre breakdown. Um, Janasha. Giovanni was, Giovanni was coerced into saying yeah. that. I'm just going to, I'm coerced that. in a lot of things on this podcast. <laughs> Some of these opinions are not my own. <laughs> If you had better ones, you wouldn't need me. Okay, well. Well, next, we have Janasha. She's 21. She is from Buren, Washington. She is, iconically, the short queen of the cycle, standing at 5'7". And she's going to make it work somehow. She's so small that she sometimes gets overlooked. Oh, my God. Oh, that's a pun. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then we meet Mercedes, 21, from Valencia, California. She calls herself a reformed troublemaker who was saved by California. She was saved by Valencia. She loves a roller coaster. She loves that Six Flags magic. <laughs> that <mountain> magic. <laughs> I guess that was that's what it was. It was the magic. <laughs> and last and certainly not least, we have Joanna, 23 from Jacksonville, Florida. She is obviously the former plus size girl who worked with a trainer to pursue her dream of modeling just like myself hey hey okay so we go right into the challenge there is no getting settled they're on the bus the bus pulls up to the docks fleet week is here and gays it is not the week leading up to pride so (laughs) (laughs) different meaning (laughs) wow (laughs) that's a very inside joke and you know inside where <laughs> they arrive at a naval vessel which we are calling the uss top model and it's full of what tyra calls new york's finest firefighters and service members jay alexander is there to kick off the challenge which is a what a runway show and the girls have to do their own hair makeup and dressing for the challenge that's hard probably for some of these girls who a probably don't, don't know how to do their own makeup. just say shandy oh. 
She worked at Walgreens. <laughs> she knows what makeup is. She is confused though. We have April right off the bat who fucks it up <laughs> within the first 10 <laughs> minutes of this competition. She puts on the wrong look and Janasha, the short queen, is there to help her. April is on the verge of tears. She is like, it's like like the, the droplets are about to come out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Janasha helps her out. She's in the right clothes in the nick of time. The show happens and there are some radical interpretations of what a walk is. So Jay Alexander has his work cut out for him again. He sure does. Speaking of military, he has a crop of recruits that he needs to break down and build back up. (laughs) So after the show, Jay gives him the key to the penthouse and then we are off to the loft. There's a Tyra male waiting for them. This is a new and improved Tyra male complete with Tyra male branding and laser printing done by clearly a paid trained associate with computer skills. That intern the from, envelope that intern from last cycle got promoted. <laughs> yeah. Or or fired and replaced. Maybe. The envelope is even a luxurious gold lame paper. The male tells them to go up to the fourth floor where their bedrooms are styled as what Tyra calls bling bling, punk funk, and mod. The penthouse is huge. It's open concept. There's a big runway that they can practice on. It is really one of the better houses in all of the cycles of this show. Yeah, because it's in New York and Where else Mm -hmm. can you have an entire floor dedicated to just 12 women wanting to become a model? The Cycle 5 house is also iconic. Uh, Yeah, we'll get there when we get there. Obviously, what is top model without getting to know the girls a little bit more personal? We find out out more about Anna and her life at home in LaGrange, Georgia. She is in a interracial marriage with a child and it is her dream to become a model. And she also self identifies as a lady as we know a lady is um <laughs> what robin tried to be be last cycle but wasn't <laughs> drag her and and we're and you you're wondering why are we getting so much info on her well you know what this means sometimes elimination edit coming in hot yeah sadly and we get this a lot we get us a lot this cycle too yeah well the girls eat because there is food aplenty at this loft they discuss room assignments and they go to bed. The next morning, they're surprised by who? Tyra Banks herself. And she talks to them about her approach for the girls this cycle. So you know what, let's have a listen to what Tyra says because it's a motivational speech if I've ever heard one before. You need to live, breathe, and eat this. This needs to be your life. I need you guys to want this so bad that if it doesn't happen, you have to go, oh my God, what am I going to do with my life now? That's the type of dedication that I need from each and every single one of you. Every week, one of you guys is going to go home. Every week, somebody's going to be heartbroken, and there's only going to be one person remaining. And, well, this is the first ever Tyra, the TED Talk by Tyra. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So later that night, they go out to dinner at Tavern at the Green, which Camille helpfully tells us is a very fancy restaurant that takes months and months to get a reservation. Just like my bedroom during this pandemic. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Back home, there's a Tyra male. Announcing the photo shoot at 6 a.m. and don't be late. That is kind of really early for a photo shoot, but Tyra loves 
waking up the girls at the crack of dawn. It's the next day. The girls wake up. They only have, surprisingly, only 30 minutes to get ready and be at the door. I don't know why they didn't, they didn't set their alarm clocks to, like, you know, a little earlier so they could have, like, more time to do stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know what? To each their own. Everyone's getting ready. Everyone's rushing. And sadly, Janasha becomes the Kevin McCall- McAllister and is left home alone when no one decides to wake her up or check if she's even breathing. <laughs> <laughs> April obviously plays her mom, Catherine O'Hara, who realizes while on the sidewalk at like 6 a.m. that Janasha is nowhere to be found. And she pauses for a moment and is like, should I go get her? She helped me with my outfit. And then she asks the girls, if I go up there, will you wait for me? And they're like, no, bitch, we're going to leave. So she gets in the van and leaves Janasha behind. So then we go straight to the photo shoot where we meet Hunkalicious photographer Nigel Barker. This photo shoot is for what? Fresh Look Contacts, which is Color for Your Eyes, which we learned last cycle. The creative for the shoot is a big Garden of Eden vibe. Each one of them will be portraying a different biblical Eve, but not to be confused with the rapper Eve, as Johnny <laughs> hopefully pointed out. I love I love a good biblical fashion story narrative. The look is full body paint with body jewels. Nigel, who can count to 12, <laughs> notices that someone is missing. <laughs> and at the same time, April realizes that Janasha has one of the most elaborate costumes for the shoot and marinates in her guilt about leaving her behind. Jim DeYonker, the photo shoot producer, starts frantically calling the house and we see shots of Janasha not at all stirring in her bed she is out <laughs> i had to ask charlie what stir meant because i didn't know what the hell that even meant i was like what is <laughs> not stir and he proceeds to read 18th century literature to me <laughs> <laughs> i read the night before christmas was it is it not a, is that not 18th century literature I, no that would, 1700s did they even have christmas uh, Christmas has been around since the day the earth was formed, apparently, according to the Bible. What? Wow. <laughs> okay, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to talk about how Janasha is the only girl who probably has the most clothes to wear in her costume. Like, in her, like, yeah, shoot. Like, yeah. she has, like, a hat. She has a bow. She has, like, Wings. a fucking wing. And she, what is this? Victoria's Secret? Nigel s- gathers his girls up and, t- and asks the girls a-, a very good question. What is an Eve without her Adam? And male models just walk through the door in literally, like, briefs. But they're, like, Speedos, almost. I wonder if Andrew Christensen was a sponsor. <laughs> uh, Andrew Christian would show up to the opening of an envelope. So I'm pretty sure that's a yes. <laughs> I had to say that I did a lot of market, a lot of market research for this photo shoot because it also made me gay. (laughs) (laughs) Adam who? What's his name? What's his that? Literally, I was like on my iPhone typing frantically trying to pause this as I was trying to pause live TV. Not a Brad Pinkard in sight though, so so he's somewhere. He's somewhere. Janasha finally wakes up after uh, I think like a third attempt to get her to answer. She cries. We see her running through the streets of New York. Get to the photo shoot. I'm surprised she even knows. Very rom com. Yeah, like where is she even going? Does she even know where she's going? She finally hops in a taxi because she realizes that walking is too far, and offers to pay the man double if he can get there quick enough. When she arrives, she breaks down. He Nigel talks to her about it's okay, let it all out, and she proceeds to cry all over his Robert Graham shirt, which obviously is a reference to Nigel only wearing paisley or striped shirts at panel throughout his entire career at Top Model. After the shoot, there is another Tyra male. back at the loft announcing tomorrow's elimination. 
I am very pleased to announce that this cycle has a much more spacious panel room and a larger judging table. There's no more kids table at Thanksgiving for our judges. Tyra introduces them to us. Janice is back and she says that her job is to be as brutal as possible. You know, we love this. We love self-awareness. Yeah. <laughs> if they can't handle it, they can't handle modeling. Get out now. <laughs> Then we meet Eric Nicholson, the senior fashion editor at Jane Magazine, or as I like to call him, the new and improved Beau Quinlan. No, Eric was wholesome and he, we'll he see. was good. I liked him. We'll see. We'll see. He's got to work. He's got to work to earn me. Okay. He's looking for models who add that extra something. And then in a stunning reveal, <gasps> Nigel Barker is a permanent cycle judge as well as their first photographer. He is looking for a muse. And life has changed forever. Forever. Because an icon has, has joined the table. And folks, I am a homosexual <laughs> from this moment <laughs> forward. I am ready. As am I. Tyra announces the prizes as they have changed from the last cycle because <laughs> we all know what happened last time. <laughs> <laughs> Drama. The girls are vying for a contract with IMG Models, the probably, in my opinion, the most prominent agency in the world. Um, and it is home to Tyra as well, too. You know, she's up there. She's got her comp card somewhere in New York. A cosmetics campaign with Sephora, which apparently was really big back in the day. I didn't know about Sephora. I didn't know who she was. Um, Sephora was 13. It. I was only 13 at the time, so I did not wear, wear makeup. And, and then obviously a spread in what? Jane Magazine because free publicity. <laughs> which Tyra somehow calls Jane Magazine to be one of the hippest, trendiest magazines out there right now. But where is Jane now? I think it's done, but I do think that it was, I don't know that it, it's not like L level or anything like that, but I think it was. It was like, like the flaunt, maybe. <laughs> it was It was splashy in its moment. Yeah, like, like flaunt. People read it. I don't know what flaunt is. Flaunt magazine? Okay. Go to a new stand near you, please. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, for the first time, Tyra also explains the judging criteria. So she's looking at what you walked in with or what she calls your natural talent. They're looking at your potential to become a model. They're considering your personality. Big, bold. But is that, we don't get detail on it. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> it's, I think it's basically like, don't be a jerk and don't be rude and panel. And then your versatility, your ability to do both high fashion and sell toothpaste. Someone call Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> they have a job for you now <laughs> and, and lastly we get performance in the photo shoots unfortunately there is not a great mnemonic device like charisma uniqueness nerve and talent from dra drag race to remember these criteria uh which of course spells a word um <laughs> but you know we'll just have to keep these things in mind some other way well maybe we could do it n p p v <laughs> wow it just sounds it sounds unclear it, it sounds like something you should go to the clinic for <laughs> to get cleared up is there a cream for, is there a cream for that it's actually a shot <laughs> <laughs> panel hasn't changed this much yet as we are still doing private evaluations this time covering the fashion show and the photo shoot that they, the girls did we noticed that well there's some feedback for the girls Siomara her eyes were not connecting on the fashion show and they weren't connecting it in the photo either, but she thinks she looks hot. April, April can walk. She has a flawless face in the photo as according to Janice. Katie, interesting Katie, has a stiff walk, um, but she states it's because she's never walked in boots like that. Katie, boots like what? Boots with a heel? 
boots that were made for walking yes. i'm not sure <laughs> come on boots <laughs> <laughs> and she looked uncomfortable in the shoot so it, it really translated it looked like she was about to fall over as mm-hmm. eric liked liked to point out sarah's walk was too bouncy um which is not a bad thing but refine it a she little bit tone it down. yeah dial it down yeah edit it refine it make it fierce um and it's she makes it notice notable she makes it known that she is the only girl who stuck her finger in her Adam's mouth and <laughs> and used her Adam like he was intended to be used. She used him. I don't know where that was going. <laughs> um, so Ioana's walk was very marchy, but her face is classic beauty. Camille's walk was somber, but her photo was, wow, very impressive. Um, Anna had a good walk, um, but it was very beauty queen, and she had this contrived head bob at the end that she got read for at panel. Uh, There was no photo for her because she didn't want to do nudity. Jenna says, let me guess, your religion. And Anna said, no, not that. I'm just trying to be Christ-like. Insert confused, (laughs) insert confused (laughs) gif. Woman doing math gif is what Giovanni said. Yeah, woman doing math. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe even maybe even a gif if there wasn't a gif back then but like when the adam when the apple fell on newton i would love to see that reaction yeah mm-hmm. it, and it, it's on point with the theme of apples there you go. <laughs> mercedes our you know our bubblegum sweetness girl she's a confident walk she has a great pose and a great face she's janice's favorite at this point only in episode one more is yet to come um, Heather's walk had a lot going on, but she had a great body. Tyra points out that she's borderline plus size, and so she either needs to lose weight or gain weight. And Tyra says, there is nothing wrong with plus size. Plus size is beautiful. Thank you, Tyra. Shandy didn't keep her head up. She looked down the entire time, but she had a stunning photo. She thought she looked beautiful, which I think she did too. She even had a little butt. I'm not sure where that butt came from. Um, Adobe Photoshop, I think, helped with that. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel reads her though for what she's wearing to panel because she looks like a member of Weezer. (laughs) (laughs) She is wearing a Oxford button down shirt and some baggy ass jeans and some Converse I think probably. Mm -hmm. But she's already a tall queen so she doesn't need to be worrying about the heels right now. Bethany, our our boobs girl has a strong walk. The entire time I think we're judging her photo they talk about her boobs because it's literally Mm -hmm. all that we see in the photo. They're perfect. It's like boobs. if it were a movie, ver- it, like if it was a version of Knives Out, it would just be boobs. Out. <laughs> That's what they're talking about. Boobs out, starring eliminated contestant <laughs> Bethany. <laughs> <laughs> we get feedback from Janasha that her photo was not soft enough, and Jana states the obvious that she's too short at five seven to be a model. And Tyra tells her that for her shortcomings, she needs to be on time. Mm. <laughs> pun alert. Pun. We love a good pun. So then Tyra calls the girls. Camille's first. Then Shandy, April, Mercedes, Katie, Sarah, Heather, Joanna, Bethany, and Ziomara. Janasha and Anna are in the bottom too. So they're asked to step forward like any other duo in <laughs> prior cycles. Mm-hmm. Cycle one. tyra has perfected what we have come to known as her iconic iconic monologue i hope there was a i'm pretty sure there was a ghostwriter helping her out because i'm i doubt Mm -hmm. she came up with all that on her own it's a it's a lot of words to talk so holler at whoever wrote that book for her that speech 
Tyra calls Janasha and tells her that this is a competition, foreshadowing, (laughs) and this is not a sorority, and she must depend on her own damn self, because who's going to, if you can't depend on yourself, who's going to depend on you? (laughs) Uh, Also, just want to point out here real quick that this is the first cycle where the safe girls go to a different part of the room after they've been called, which is a good development. But now the room's bigger. (laughs) (laughs) So there's room for them. They have somewhere to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So ultimately, you know, Anna's eliminated and she immediately returns to the loft, packs her belongings and goes home. But in her goodbye, she says, you know, she was there representing the wives and mothers of America and she's happy to be going home to her family. So we love all's well that ends well. Somewhere, somewhere in this moment, um, millions of moms was out there protesting her elimination probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, they love a good protest. Let's move into our segment, Judging the Judges. I'll see you in court. Kick us off, Charlie. This was a very fast panel. I'm going to say that. So we didn't get to see photos for very long. It moved really quickly. We didn't get a lot of time with each girl because there's 12. And this is the highest number of girls. (laughs) Last cycle, there were only 10, right? Yes. Why are you laughing at me? Because there's more to come. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So right off the bat, Janice says that Janasha is too short to model couture and she should go home. And she thinks Anna should go home for not doing this shoot. Uh, but it seems like they're, like Tyra doesn't really buy that. She thinks that it, it's okay not to do a shoot. Like, it's very unclear what the criteria is. I'm very confused as to what she just said, because she said, just because she didn't do the shoot doesn't mean she needs to go home. But Tyra, so if I don't do the shoot, I'm, I'm okay. I could move forward. But if I'm deathly mm-hmm. ill and I miss panel, I can go home. It is, I don't know, I can't. I mean, it's, it's bullshit. Um, so the standouts for the judges were April, Mercedes, Joanna, and Katie. Um, they say that Shandy has potential, but she needs a red dress and stilettos, which of course she can't walk in, so that'd be fun. Um, and Bethany's body is like such a huge topic of conversation today and every day that she's on the show. Like, I, it feels a little uncomfortable to me. It's like, like Eric calls her too cha-cha, which I don't even know what that means. Like it's too over the top. It's too our cha-cha. Like is is he saying boobs? Is that it's cha-cha yeah? It's too. What's that one Latin girl? Is that isn't her name cha-cha? The one who charo charo yeah <laughs> very charo. I feel is what he was trying to say probably. <laughs> um, right, but. Okay, anyway, Chacha, I have a problem with that and with Eric. He also said that she looked like a Dr. Seuss character, um, but Nigel thought she was great. And they also say that Ziomara suffers from Shannon Stewart syndrome, which is having too many teeth in your mouth. Nigel says that Joanna has a really great face, but that her body needs, quote unquote, work. Ugh, we hate to see it. Giovanni, who were the standouts for you in this shoot? For me... I'm gonna kind of gonna have to agree with the judges. April definitely stand out. Her body is amazing. Her face is gorgeous. She has a very strong jawline, one that I would like to have myself. I I do just want to call out though that I she has very weirdly stereotypical Asian styling in this shoot, and she herself is of Asian descent. Um, so she has a dragon painted on her. She's holding a, a, a fan. And she has, um, I mean, they're sticks. She has sticks in her hair with tassels dangling off, dangling off of them. So w- weird choice. Maybe, I don't know. It feels like a weird, the whole styling feels re- very weird. Like, why is there a dragon eat? Oh, I mean, why wouldn't there? But also, wouldn't it have been worse if a non-Asian girl got this costume or this look? I think they're both bad. Um, like, why 
why is it so Asian? Um, I think a couple of the other looks, like Mercedes's look. Looks like an African queen. Very, like, Cleopatra. Sarah looks like Joan of Arc going to a fucking sex dungeon party, ready to fucking murder uh, St. Paul. She's very medieval, fembot. Camille is in a feather dress. Yeah, like she's going to carnival. Bethany does look like a Dr. Seuss character. It's like the Lorax up in here, (laughs) full on. (laughs) She looks like like, like, like some sort of, like, demonic snow angel demon sleep paralysis creature that i would see at night sometimes when it's really cold <laughs> which it's been really cold at night in la so hopefully i don't see her tonight in my dreams yeah. <laughs> i i will say i love katie's because she's painted like the sistine chapel and if anyone knows me by now you i love history and i love you know paintings that are really old too so i love her look um heather looks like she got pulled out from Midsommar and she's about to be the new queen. <laughs> the May Queen. The May Queen. Um, Charlie, what say you? Well, okay, so my favorites, I mean, April does look amazing, I agree. Mercedes also looks great. She's got a very strong pose in her photo, um, but she struggled in the shoot. Like Nigel said, it was hard to get her to remember the direction. Um, Shandy, I like. She, she has sort of like a very innocent vibe in her photo that... Um, that is a nice contrast to some of these other Eves who are much more confident, um, like Sarah and Camille, um, Janasha. Which is so funny that you say that she looks innocent because isn't Eve naive? I mean, she's definitely, I think the story is that she's fooled by the snake into eating the apple. So, but I don't know if that's her fault. Like, I don't want to, I'm not going to hold her accountable. H- hold Eve? Maybe she was hungry. So then, okay. So she caused that's damnation funny. to the world because she was hungry. <laughs> I can't Don't say even bring the patriarchy into this. <laughs> Don't do it. Anywho, okay, I'll let you finish. Okay, so my low points, though, are... I, I kind of feel like Heather's a low point. She looks really surprised in her photo. Katie's pose is the worst. Her face is not great. Although her, her styling is great. And, and Bethany, I think, is a victim of her <laughs> styling. I Her pose is awesome. Her boobs are really great and I I am gay but like that she just she has a very nice she has a nice body for modeling it seems like and swimsuit modeling they 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 contoured the fuck out of those boobs for for her and for Shandy who we know like does not really have what we might call breasts um (laughs) I'm gonna cut that out um Shandy who is significantly smaller in the boob department does seem through contouring to have something in the in the photo so yeah that's where i'm at okay well who would you have called first then <laughs> wow um not camille um okay I, I do like camille's photo i like her pose a lot i i um God, is it the strongest i just don't think so and april has a problem in hers with her foot so that's not good maybe mercedes okay i do like mercedes very showgirls like, like yeah. promotional poster <laughs> yeah, she has like one thigh yeah. out from behind the curtain <laughs> what about you um i would probably call damn this is hard i think shandy first i think shandy maybe kind of captured because we were just talking about how eve is, is naive because she gets fooled and i think there's that sort of innocence of like that's who eve was and i think shandy captured that really well as there's like some sort of like surprise element but she's still very strong in her pose mm-hmm. shandy was definitely in the top for me a thousand percent 
Well, uh, Giovanni, let's shift into our brand new segment, which is a place where we're going to round up the drama, the interpersonal drama from each episode, and we're calling it One Smize to Live. It was, <laughs> it was my idea. <laughs> wow. Would you like some credit? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a crumb of credit for that? Not a crumb. I need a slice. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yes. I'm it was humble. Giovanni's idea. The segment was my idea. Giovanni named it. Yes. So the there we go. I came up with the name and Charlie came up with the concept because he told me that I talk too much sometimes and we got ed- <laughs> to edit and filter the show down to 45 minutes. So here we are. <laughs> Meanwhile, as we're booking into hour two of this recording. <laughs> it happens. I have a lot to say. Okay, let's let's break down the drama. The only drama that I can really talk about is, from my point of view, is <laughs> when they're doing a bed assignments, obviously, famously, the bed assignments are always the intense part of when they get to the house. It's like people are fighting. Mm-hmm. Some people have to sleep on the floor, on air mattresses. Not this time around. They're very civil. And they come to the conclusion that people who want to sleep in certain areas can claim them. And then whoever doesn't give a rat's ass can just sleep wherever they want to. And Camille says that she has no interest in sleeping out on a pullout bed because the mattress is too thin and will hurt her back. There's also this moment where Ioana steals toilet paper from the restaurant. A high-end restaurant. Yeah, tapping her on the green and shoves it in her purse. She's not the only one. A couple other girls also steal toilet paper, which makes me wonder... Were they running out at the loft? <laughs> I don't know. Well, someone caught production. There are a lot of people in that house. So Camille kind of takes issue with this and she calls out the behavior as being inappropriate, which yes, it is. She also um, kind of drags a bunch of girls for putting their elbows on the table or putting five cubes of butter on their dinner roll and then shoving the whole thing <laughs> in their mouths. So like, it's really like Camille's etiquette lesson. And she takes this moment to acknowledge that quote, maybe I'm a little more educated than the other girls. Whew. So that's not the first or last that we're going to hear from Camille. Let's <laughs> note that in episode one, our drama roundup is Camille times two. A Just queen. for the record. Watch the space. <laughs> this isn't Twitter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Next up, we've got the ANTM contribution to pop culture. Giovanni, what did you think about this episode? Um, there wasn't much going on, but Obviously, as a gay man, a gay man who's a photographer, being introduced to who Nigel Barker was changed life forever. We saw dad on TV. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I shouldn't say dad, but a man. Nigel Barker is the whole reason that gays woof at (laughs) Nigel Barker created Scrum. (laughs) 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 The power that he has. Mm. Uh, Charlie, what say you about any contributions? I, I think that's it for me. Like uh, Nigel Barker being a permanent judge is, is a big move. We love to see the panel shake up. I want to know what, what deal Janice signed to get her contract renewed. Right, because she's the only one who stuck around. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lost Bo, Boatmeal, not mad about it. Was there another permanent judge? I can't remember even. Kamora? Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Kamora left because she got her own show. She got that fabulous life in the fast lane on i think we or oxygen or something like that being on amtm cycle one blew up baby fat request and demand so she needed to quit the show maybe i don't know 
there's no word on that. That's cool. I mean, Nigel, I think Nigel is a good addition. 100%. All right. So let's talk about the cringe of the week. Ew, gross. We have a couple nominations. Giovanni, why don't you start? I'm going to just go with stealing the toilet paper. Like, why? Couldn't you guys have stopped at a Dwayne Reed and bought some? Or, <laughs> or called a producer. Hey, you know, there's 12 girls in here. Stuff is going on. We need toilet paper. I don't yeah. see the need to steal from a high-end restaurant. It would be like, I, I don't even know. What is this like? It's like stealing toilet paper from a restaurant is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is like that because that's literally what it is. <laughs> A cringe for me was Nigel telling Ioana that she needs to, well, I'm sorry, he doesn't tell her. He says it about Ioana when she's not there, that she needs to work on her body. And I think that's weird because they tell Heather to her face that she either needs to gain or lose weight because she's straddling plus size. Um, but Ioana's not getting, like, they tell her that her body is weird in the photo, I think, but they don't, they're not talking about her weight, but her weight is going to be, obviously, like, that's a theme for her, because she works so hard to get to where she is now, and doesn't she say at some point that she's a size two? Yes, so... I am, I don't agree with you with this being a cringe because it is a recurring theme in the show. They talk about it like all the time and that is her big story. She lost weight. And so, but also Joanna isn't, she is not borderline anything. She's not borderline plus size. I think she's like right there is where a model should be. She just needs to maybe just tone her body up. So it's not cringe for me. I think it's cringe that he said it behind her back and not not to her face, but obviously that conversation hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. So maybe it is cringe. Maybe I lie. I don't know. Uh, And lastly, we have have uh, the ugly necklaces that Tyra had made for everyone and that everyone had to act excited about getting they're just the letters t and y with a yellow semi-precious stone in them um camille does wear it to dinner though yeah so maybe she liked it it's a free but gift to me to me cringe it's not a yellow canary diamond like ben gave <laughs> j-lo but it's a stone nonetheless <laughs> the True. girls will take it just like they took the toilet paper from the restaurant <laughs> all right so what gets your vote for cringiest cringe Crin- Ooh, cringiest cringe i'm gonna go with my gut and my gut is saying Joanna stealing toilet paper i mean it's like you're on now you're on tv stealing toilet paper yeah i mean i i think i agree with you on this um i don't like what nigel said but that moment of being being filmed stealing the toilet paper from tavern on the green is like it's a real wild and like moment. bragging about it and like <laughs> boasting about yeah. it like the yeah. only thing i steal from restaurants are nothing food <laughs> yeah <laughs> leftovers yeah leftovers <laughs> let's talk about where anna is now in three two one breaking news what happened to her giovanni well anna you know what she did over 300 test shoots and yet never got signed to an agency. So, you know, it doesn't happen to everybody. (laughs) She did do some print work for a while and she actually had the longest career from anyone on this cycle, aside from, you know, the winner probably. Um, She has done lots of magazines. You know, if you're from the South, like I am, you know, Jezebel is like our Teen Vogue, but like elevated, the only really good fashion magazine that we have in Atlanta. She has a very active Instagram where she frequently posts about her pixie cut now because she no longer has her long brown hair. She is also a dental hygienist, so she is smart and pretty. So at least it can be done. (laughs) It's not not medical school. (laughs) It's hard. I don't know if you've heard. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> um, and she has two sons now. 
So she went home and got pregnant again because she loves to be a mother. She's doing it for the moms, apparently. We didn't really see much of her. She did get the elimination edit. I feel, I don't know. I just, I'm really, on, I, I guess I'm not sorry to see her go in this episode. I mean, she didn't really do anything. She just stood no. there. Yeah. She walked down the runway four times and that was about it. Okay, cool. Part of me though, I, I wonder how contrived it was for Tyra to cast her and then to plan a naked shoot as the first shoot. Like, I cannot believe that her reluctance to be naked didn't come up in the casting process. And so I almost feel like, I wonder if she was just like brought in to be the first elimination. Maybe, maybe so. I, well, you know what though? Tyra did hand select these girls. Mm-hmm. So I bet you anything is Tyra being, you know, we love Tyra, but Tyra being the shady Tyra that she is sometimes, she was like, this girl's from the South. She's not religious, but she wants to be religious. Let's see if she'll if she'll handle a new photo shoot and we'll make it the first mm-hmm. one maybe so to test her and see if she'll pull through. And that's something I can see Tyra doing. Yeah. I think it's also putting all the other models on notice as well, you know? Yeah. It's like, here is the plus size model and she's, will she or will she not be nude? That is the mm-hmm. question. I do think it's crappy that the first eliminated is plus size. I feel like plus size girls going home very early in cycles is a trend that we see <laughs> again and again. It's very hard for them to break through. And it, at times it feels like, first of all, there's not enough plus size contestants in, in the show. I think maybe there's two in one cycle and that's the most ever at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But to have just one of them, I think is really ostracizing. I I think they're not set up for success. Although the most iconic plus size contestant of all time is next cycle. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. But no, I agree. I think, uh, I mean, if I were in in Anna's shoes, I would probably also, I think, like I said, in the mailback episode, I probably won't wouldn't pose nude but like if i'm in the comp if i'm in a competition and it is like i have to be nude to move forward i would probably be nude mm-hmm. but i think i'm also thinking in the if you already don't know now i am a bigger man um and so i think being around sometimes men who are just always fit and all you see are just abs and you know no thigh gap <laughs> or thigh gaps like it can get really intimidating so I can I feel for the plus size girls when they're on it because that's like well shit I know I am hella self conscious, so you know they were doing it on TV so props to them. Yeah, true. Well, I think that brings us to the end of this inaugural episode of Cycle Two, Giovanni. It does. It does. It's great to be back with you. Thank you. Same. I feel the same way. Um, I just want to encourage everyone to follow Giovanni's exceptional social media work <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter at ywbot. P-O-D, that's you want to be on top, initialized, and pod for podcast. Giovanni, where can folks follow you? They can follow me on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Giovanni Anaya, J-O-V-O-N-N-I-E. And then my last name, um, I don't have to spell that because it's on the description, I think. (laughs) I just want to make sure that my name gets spelled Mm -hmm. out correctly. And if you're on Instagram, I am at underscore according to joe where i talk fashion i talk top model i talk everything so come interact with me i ask some questions i always i I love a good questionnaire a little q Mm -hmm. and a it's my thing charlie where can our listeners follow you i am on instagram as charles jensen j-e-n-s-e-n and i'm on twitter as charles underscore jensen same spelling so please follow me i need it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm just feeling very vulnerable today i'm gonna express my needs oh god go. okay 
right. Giovanni, lovely to see you. You as well. Thank you for spending your time with me today um, and letting me argue with you. Always. Anytime. It's good times. <laughs> all right. We will see you all next week. See you all. See you all. See you all. Bye. Bye. Bye.